Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for listening, downloading, and subscribing to the latest edition of the 12 Kyle podcast. I'm 12 Kyle. On this podcast, we're going to take a look back. We're going to take it back to 1992. The group SWV released their debut album, It's About Time. And this album is turning 25 years old. So we'll break down the album, talk about the tracks, and the overall impact of the group. So sit back, relax, we'll drop the theme music, and we'll get the podcast jumping. Let's get it! Welcome back. As I mentioned at the top, we're talking about SWV's album, It's About Time, 25 years later. Uh, this album was released October 27th, 1992. Uh, it's really hard to believe that this album is actually 25 years old. Uh, I remember actually going to the store uh, because <laughs> there was no internet, <laughs> so you had to go to the record store. Went to the record store, man, and I saw the album in the store. Uh, they had already had a smash single out by the time the album dropped. So I copped the album. One of the things that stood out to me really was um, the album cover. Uh, three girls, uh, the three members of the group, you know, they were sitting down. And, you know, to be honest, they looked to be not much older than me. And uh, they were all cute. So I was like, OK, SWV, Sisters with Voices, let's get it. And um, of course, the group, if, you, if you're not familiar with the group, uh, the group members are Taj, Lili and Coco. Um, and again, SWV stands for Sisters with Voices. Uh, this album came, as I mentioned, in October of uh, 1992, which was really an interesting time for R&B music in general. Um, earlier that summer, uh, Mary J. Blige in July released her debut album was the 411. So, you know. These two albums, I think, really kind of helped shape uh, the R&B sound. Uh, you know, it's kind of had, you know, an inf influence, if you will, on hip hop as well. Um, but I think really at that particular time, the landscape of music was changing. Uh, you had a, a shift in hip hop and R&B, the traditional style of R&B really was moving in a different direction. And here come these three girls out of New York. Uh, they were, you know, they, like I said, they were cute. They had like this hip hop kind of vibe, but they could sing. And, you know, the cool part about this group was that, you know, all the guys wanted to get with them and all the girls wanted to be like them. So, you know, it, it was, they were really, really dope. Um, I think their style really kind of fit because again, they had kind of like a hip hop style, but, but they, but they could sing. And I think that's the thing that really, you know, stood out and, you know, they, you know, really kind of came out of nowhere. Uh, but at that particular time, as I mentioned, hip hop was really, really starting to dominate as far as uh, the charts. The West Coast was really, really <laughs> moving in, in an upward tick, if you will, as far as music was concerned. So hip hop was changing. R&B was changing. So music in general was changing. And then this album comes out October 27th, 1992. Uh, this album was incredible. Uh, as I mentioned, it dropped. Um, this album went on to sell 
three million copies. I mean, so to go triple platinum out the gate uh, for a girl group, um, for any group for that matter, but a girl group that was, you know that was constructed the way that this group was constructed, I thought was really really dope. Um, SWV sound was it was kind of like a new jack swing a little bit, but um, but it was it was funky. And again, at the at the end of the day, they could sing. Now, I will say this as we got to know the group a little bit more. Uh, a lot of people thought that the group was just Coco because she led on most of the vocals of the songs. Um, they thought it was just Coco and, you know, Lily and Taj just were backup singers. That wasn't the case at all. Lily and Taj both can sing. They did not sing a lot on this as far as leading on this, this album, but, um, they could sing and they could more than hold their own, you know, no, no matter what the situation was. So, and I got a chance to hear them live. So, uh, trust me when I tell you, even though Coco was the lead singer, the other two could sing very well <laughs> but um again swv was a really really dope group man um and one of the things that really kind of stood out to me was uh once i opened the album and started listening to it was you know the tracks uh this album not only was really really balanced uh but it was hip-hop influenced again new jack swing uh it had a little bit of everything the slow me- slow ballads uh, the medleys, if you will. And then, you know, they had some up tempo joints, too. So it was a good balance. Um, and we'll get into the tracks in just a second. But as I mentioned, um, album went triple platinum. Uh, they earned 11 Billboard Music Award nominations. Um, this album was incredible as far as like the pop appeal. Uh, they really, really did their thing. And I think, you know, you have to credit not only just the three members of the group, but the production team and the people who actually produced this album. Uh, the producers on the album, Donald D. Bowden, uh, Michael Brown, Safreen King, uh, Brian Alexander Morgan, who produced and wrote most of this album, and uh, Jannara Parker, as well as the ladies from SWV, um, you know, Taj, Lili, and Coco. So uh, everybody kind of had their hand in it, and this album really, really flows well. Uh, let's get into the tracks, man. Um, the album <laughs> starts off with uh, Anything. Um, anything, man, anything is funny because like when you think of anything right now, when I think of that song, the first thing that comes to mind is the Wu-Tang remix, uh, that was featured in the movie above the rim. But the original version is very, very slow, very melodic, very dope song. And I think what happened was, and I'll talk about this a little later, uh, you know, the remixes really were almost as good. The remix of, remixes of some of these songs, excuse me, uh, on this album were almost as good or even that much better than the original versions. Uh, so the album starts off with Anything. Um, again, another dope song. Uh, it's written by uh, Brian Alexander Morgan. Uh, he also produced the track as well. Uh, then you go into track two, I'm So Into You. Um smash <laughs> uh that was a smash that was the second single that was released on the album uh track number three uh right here which was the first track that was released on the album again produced by brian alexander morgan um dope track man dope track and again that first single was released august 20th so we got we, we got a little bit of time to uh kind of sit with that track and uh, it shot up the charts 
and it was a song that was being played everywhere. And again, what made it so dope was the girls loved SWV and the dudes loved, wanted to get with them. So it they had a really, really good appeal and they appealed to both men and women. So I thought that was really, really dope. Uh, then you go into track four, uh, Weak. Um, <laughs> if you listen to the words to this song, uh, you know, it, it, it is very, very deep. Um, Weak is a crowd favorite. Um, almost any time they perform as a group, uh, it, it, you people know the words to this song. This is one of these songs, uh, one of the R&B songs of the 90s, I would say. Uh, dope, dope track. Um, that was the third single that was released. Um, I'm So Into You was the second single released. Uh, then, the, then you move to track five. Uh, they slow it down a little bit even more. Um, You're Always On My Mind. Uh, again, produced by uh, Brian Alexander Morgan. Um, <clears throat> very slept on track. Uh, I think it's one of the stronger ballads on the track. Uh, excuse me, on the album. Uh, one of my favorites on the album. Um, but a really, really dope song. And, uh, you know, the girls, they, they, they do their thing on this song. Um, then you go to track six. Downtown. <laughs> so let me let me break this down real quick. So if you have never heard the song Downtown before, um, this song really, really, really surprised me. And the reason why it surprised me and a whole bunch of other people is because I did not know you could sing about what they were singing about and get away with it and get major airplay. Um, many, many years ago, pr- prior to this song being released, uh, the great, the late great Rick James, you know, sang a song called Mary Jane, which was, if you listen to the song, you would think that he's talking about a woman named Mary Jane, but he was actually talking about marijuana, right? So it was a double entendre. It was, you know, different meaning type thing, whatever. Um, same with downtown. Uh, downtown, you know, they tried to flip it and give it a different meaning, but the song was about oral sex. And when it dropped, man... People went crazy. This was actually uh, the fourth single that was released from this album. So let me stop right there. When you think about the singles that were released from the album, right here was released on August 20th. I'm So Into You was released November 15th. So shortly after the album dropped, Uh, Week was released May 10th of uh, 1993. And then Downtown May 24th, 1993. So these are their first four singles, and they're killing the game right now. Um, but yeah, downtown man, song <laughs> song about going downtown, about oral sex. Uh, it, it is a, it is probably, I would say one of my favorite tracks on the album. Um, not you know, it might be no, it's not my favorite. It's one of my favorite tracks, one of my top three favorite tracks on the album. Um, they kill it, and you know. You really have to uh, listen to the song. And they released a video for it, too, which was dope. Um, Man, the mood of people in 1992 and 93 when they heard this song was that, you know, we were surprised that they were singing about it because we had never really heard, at least from our generation, we hadn't heard anybody sing about it. We'd heard rappers talk about it all the time. But to have three young ladies singing about it and singing about it very confidently, uh, you know, really was a surprise to us. And that song was a smash. 
Um, so yeah, man, shout out to Downtown <laughs> coming in. That was track number six. Uh, track number seven, uh, they sped it up a little bit. This song, uh, the next song uh, is uh, Coming Home, track seven. This song sounds and kind of reminds me of um, High Five a little bit. Um, I don't know why, <laughs> but um, it's a dope, dope, dope little track. Um, not as good as the other songs, but I mean, when you come out the gate with the first six songs and then you come to Coming Home, Coming Home is kind of a letdown a little bit, but still a good song nonetheless. Um, then they pick up the pace uh, with Give It To Me, um, another you know pretty good jam or whatever. Uh, track nine, Black Puddin'. Uh, you can guess what that's about. <laughs> uh, then track 10, It's About Time. Uh, then Think You're Gonna Like It, another up-tempo joint. Um, and then That's What I Need uh, to close out the album. And then you got track 13, SWV, In the House. And then Weak Acapella with track 14, finalizing the album. So the album flows. Uh, I would say the back half of the album isn't as strong as the front half of the album and that's no knock on the back half of the album but you know black pudding it's about time i think you're gonna like it they just don't stack up to i'm so into you right now right here and uh and weak so you know it's, it's no big deal i mean <laughs> it didn't take away from the album uh but still a solid solid album it's a great listen if you haven't listened to this album, listen to it again. If you haven't heard it in a while, if you haven't heard it at all, definitely listen to it after you finish this podcast. Uh, I tell you what, let's take a quick commercial break. Um, we'll hear from SWV. We'll hear from the ladies from SWV. Uh, this interview, they're going to be talking about how each of the other members make them a whole. Uh, the first voice you'll hear is Coco. Then you'll hear Taj and then Lily, And then on the other side, we'll talk about the impact of this album and what SWV meant to the game. So sit tight. Uh, let's hear from them. And I'll catch you on the other side. I'm like the oldest. And I always want to tell everybody what to do. But <laughs> they kind of balance me because um, I'm kind of laid back. Um, I don't play as much as they do. So sometimes they're playing and they just pull me out. And then I'm like, OK, I'm coming out of my shell and I want to play. But then I just go back in my show and I'm just quiet. So that kind of balances me and kind of, you know, see another side. I don't always have to be so, you know, just like, well, you know, I can let myself go. I can let my hair down sometimes. I'm really shy on stage. I, I don't like to sing by myself. I'm not the person that would want to go solo. I would be the last person that would want to go solo. And I prefer to be in a group. So when I'm standing next to them, I feel complete. When I'm singing with them, I feel complete. I feel like my voice is better when I'm singing with them. It feels better when I'm singing with them. So yeah, they complete me as a singer and I, I'd rather stand next to them and sing all day instead of singing by myself. I just look forward to, to Seeing them, I look forward to one being on my right and one being on my left. A lot of times, you know, when you're in a group, you don't always want to be on stage. You don't always want to show up for work, just like anybody that have a regular job. But it's almost like when I, I have to always come outside of myself and I'm thinking about the other two people who may not be feeling the way that I'm feeling, but I have to come out of it and, and they make it so much easier for me. They always put a smile on my face. So I, they, they bring a lot out of me as an artist and as a person. Make me want to just continue to just shoot for the stars and just be a great performer. 
And just like that, we are back. Once again, it's your boy, 12 Kyle, the 12 Kyle podcast. We're talking about SWV's debut album. It's about time. This album was released October 27th, 1992. So we're hitting 25 years with this album. Uh, as I mentioned at the top, man, this album really, really uh, not only set the ground for SWV and their careers, but um, I think one of the things that they did was they they opened a lot of doors for other groups. Uh, and that's not to say that there weren't female groups, uh, you know, at that particular time in the 90s. But I think SWV really, really set the bar and they set the bar high as far as, you know, what you wanted to do as far as your look your image, how you carried yourself, how you performed, uh, and then also how, you know, you set the tone for where you wanted the music to go in the music industry. I mentioned they went triple platinum. Uh, that was tough to do in 1992 coming out of the gate, you know, um, but I think they set the bar really, really high. When I think about the impact they made, for one, this album, again, New Jack Swing, this album had a really, really bouncy feel, but it also, you know, had ballads. It had some hip hop tracks. It had some up-tempo joints. Um, they kind of touched on a little bit of everything. Uh, of course, the downtown song really, really set the tone as far as, you know, where they wanted to go musically and what they wanted to talk about as far as their subject matter. Uh, but they also talked about love and, you know, being vulnerable and weak for a person. Uh, so it's a little bit of everything I think that, you know, people can relate to both male and female. Um, another thing that I think uh, SWV did was I think they opened doors for you know, some girl groups of the 90s and then beyond uh, as far as like setting the bar for what they should aspire to and to be. Um, you know, when you look at SWV coming out in 1992, you look at a situation where you have the, the, the other groups that follow them. Take a group like Escape. Um, Escape who formed right around the time the SWV came, but they they came out after them. Uh, you know, SWV opened doors for a group like Escape. Uh, Jade was another group. Now, while Jade didn't have as long a, <laughs> a tenure or career as SWV, I think they opened a door. Uh, a group like Black later on, um, you know, a group who, you know, from the outside looking in, seemed to pattern themselves after SWV. Then further along the line, you had groups like Destiny's Child. Uh, who definitely, I think, benefited from seeing a group like SWV. Now, while Destiny's Child's subject matter wasn't as strong, <laughs> if you will, as uh, as SWV's, I think if you have no SWV, you probably don't have a Destiny's Child. And subsequently, you may not ever have a Beyonce or a Kelly Rowland. So, you know, they have to kind of, you know, pay homage to SWV. Uh, also, a group like Total. Uh, who clearly rode the back of SWV, you know, as far as the hip hop influence, um, especially with Total being on a, a hip hop label such as Bad Boy. Uh, they're, you know, the way that they mixed in uh, hip hop with their music as well. Um, so, you know, I think they got to they they owe some <laughs> some respect to SWV as well. Uh, and then there's a group like TLC. Uh, TLC came obviously after SWV, but had there not been an SWV, maybe we don't get TLC. And TLC obviously, you know, came went on came onto the scene and went on to, you know, go through the stratosphere as far as record sales and all of that good stuff like that. But, you know, 
maybe if there's no SWV singing downtown, maybe TLC, maybe they don't appear on the album cover with, you know, condoms on their shirts and jackets, uh, you know, just kind of daring to be different, if you will. Um, also, a group like Jean A, uh, while they were a duo, uh, still, you know, just that that whole vibe, that whole swing and bounce in their music. So, you know, there there were more than a few groups that SWV, I would say, had an impact on and influenced, uh, you know, and as well as, you know, young girls around the world. Uh, I think SWV really, really put their stamp on it. Um, again, this album was a really, really great album. Um, it is one of the groundbreaking albums, I think, for R&B in the 90s. Uh, you cannot mention the 90s as far as R&B and not mention SWV. They had an impact. I think their music, not just from this album, but their subsequent albums, you know, went on to, you know, do a lot of great things. And this music will always be dope and always will stand the test of time. Uh, so what happened to SWV after this album, after this album, they went on to release several more albums. They, in fact, they released a remixes album, um, in, in 1992 as well. That's how dope it was. And, and you know, this, this type of thing doesn't happen nowadays, but just to show you the success that they had, they had a whole album just dedicated to remixes of, you know, the songs that they had already done and people flocked and bought those albums as well. So, you know, I think, you know, they definitely changed the game. Um, they're not a group, I think, that doesn't get us. They probably don't get as much credit as they should uh, for changing the game. and just kind of daring to be different uh, at a time where, you know, it really wasn't, you know, accepted or celebrated for women to be different in their musical field at that particular time in 1992. Um, but I loved SW. I love SWV. Still love them to this day. Uh, they're still making music, still touring, um, and they still look good. You know, they're a little, a little bigger, a little thicker, but you know, some dudes like it like that. <laughs> Nonetheless, man, I think they're still dope. Uh, again, I've heard them perform live. They put on a good show. Uh, if they're in your town or near you, definitely go check them out. If you have not listened to this album, uh, once this podcast finishes, please go back and listen to SWV. It's about time. You will not be disappointed at all. Once again, thanks again for listening to the 12 Kyle podcast. It's your boy, 12 Kyle. I'll catch you guys next time. 5,000.